out and we will get going. Also, as always, if the few of y'all that are here right now, before I tweet it out, want to join the stage, feel free to hit that request button. I'll bring you guys up. All right, all right, all right. Got the tweet sending out now. All right, also, if you guys could show some love to that tweet there at the top, feel free to drop comments, do whatever in it whenever we get rolling here in a second. Um, likes, retweets, whatever else are appreciated. But welcome to the 104th consecutive episode. I said of Wonky Stonks instead of Wonky Weekly Alpha. I got to edit that. Give me one second. Uh, wonky Weekly Alpha. All right. So yeah, welcome to the 104th consecutive episode of Wonky Weekly Alpha. It is good to be back. I love Fridays. I love doing these spaces. Love hanging out with you guys. It's been a fun past week. Um, so, you know, a lot of action in the stonks themselves over the course of the past week. Obviously had that massive sweep a while ago. Had that wall. The Great Wall of .19 finally cleared out. Um, and, you know, we're just chilling right now. And it's been, it's been fun to watch. Finally kind of have that weight lifted off and you know like we talked about it the previous week it's one of those things knew it would eventually happen um and you know still <laughs> still waiting for that whale to reveal who they were but really grateful to whoever it was excited to have new people in the collection um and you know it's again just pretty pumped about where we're heading here for the next couple of years just got off the phone with Hondo right before this discussing some of the plans for the new site that he is working on right now. Um, so he's going to send me a draft of what he's been working on sometime this next week and you know, probably send it to a few of you guys as well. Get a little bit of feedback um, before we end up going live with it. But I think it's going to be really clean, open up some opportunities for um, some growth here in the next year. Uh, so that's, that's kind of the idea, right? Again, stonks right now are the main, the primary, you know, focus of ledge art, but ledge art, ultimately we want to grow, expand and bring in some more stuff down the road. So, um, really want to kind of just start working on ramping up toward that. Uh, but Crow, my man, welcome back, Mr. Philly himself. How is it going, sir? What's good? What's good? How you, how you doing? Everything's going great. How are you? Man, I'm thriving. Um, I, 
dude, I I finally got myself to get up at a decent time this morning. I'm kind of working on getting back into the routine of trying to get up at a consistent time because really let go of that. So I've been up, you know, had coffee with a buddy at 7 a.m., which I know isn't too early. Like, it's nothing crazy, but... <laughs> Uh, you know, I kind of feel it a little bit too, because my, my sleep schedule, as far as when I go to sleep is still not the best, but I mean, that's how you adjust day by day. Um, do you see that nice stalk I got? That's why I want to come up here and brag about that. Really, Bro, pin it up here. I like, I, I, I know I saw one stonk that you got that was really nice before that guy ended up, um, sweeping last week, but did you grab another one? No, 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 no. That's the one I was talking about. Bro, like the one that you grabbed, again, was right before that massive sweep. So, yeah, I definitely remember getting you getting that one. That was a sick one. Yeah, elite. I want, I want it actually Bruce, doesn't Bruce exist. Yeah, that, that, that one doesn't exist, to be honest. I know, I know. I'm just saying, if it did exist, I'm curious, you know, where you would place that. <laughs> you got to pin it up here, bro. You got to pin it up here. I'll... I'll give it a uh, I'll give it a Sotheby's rating and review. All right, we love that. We love that. Um, I did have a question for you. So you said um, a while back that you were gonna not get away from just charting, but you're gonna kind of branch out and do research and all that stuff. So what's uh how's that been going? Oh, bro. I mean, it is it has not been going as well as what it should be right now. Just honestly, I keep getting distracted with stuff in real life, man. You know, that's part of me right now. Getting back to this, you know, habit of getting in a routine again. Um, you know, I think a big part of shifting the focus toward that is having more structure with a routine and really, really want to make that a focus continued going in, but I also am not going to be, I just, I, I, I haven't done as much, um, as I really want to right now. So I appreciate the accountability. You got it. If I could bust your balls about something else, um, it'd be nice if you could, uh, space out some of the, the, uh, ledger art retweets a little bit. seems like a lot of them just happened on Friday, you know, maybe you Maybe one on Monday or Tuesday, Wednesday. Hey, I I, I could do that as well. <laughs> My man. Uh, you're telling me you don't like the the uh, the retweet storms? I just you know I might get lost in the sauce a little bit. That's all. That's fair. That's fair. Um, Rooster, my man, welcome back. How's it going this Friday? Oh, pretty tired. Been a been a busy week, um, but you know, wake up every day, grind harder. I don't know if you could hear my cat fucking screaming at me in the background. I actually can't. Uh, I was gonna ask, how did Valentine's Day end up going for you? Yeah, it, it went well. Um, went out to dinner, uh, got some a lot of Italian food, so that's always nice. Pretty much was comatose after that. We did that at what four, and then what we do afterwards? Can't remember. Uh, but it was a good time. Yeah, had a good had a good day. How about yourself? Oh, bro, it was amazing. I, uh, I did see. I, I I really didn't do a ton. You know, like just did market stuff. Um, 
And outside of that, went to the gym, spent a few hours playing some basketball. After that, came back, had nice brisket fries and a pizza. Um, but to be fair, to be fair, it was not the best dinner in the world. I have hit my lowest weight that I've been this week since 2019. So I'm pretty hyped about that. Hit 196.8. And like, you know, that was after the gym. So realistically, my true weight's still right around 200. But, you know, it's still trending in that right direction. Still probably down about 10, 12 pounds in the past month. Um, and yeah, you know, just slowly, slowly trending that way. I'm, you know, that, that, that has been one thing that I've managed to stay pretty disciplined with. It helps having, you know, what, what's really helped with that is I've had a buddy that I have a similar schedule with, AKA he's pretty free during the day. So he just texts me whenever he wants to go and I make it happen. Right. Like, and when you have that accountability and somebody to go with, 10 times easier, right? Because it's one of those things, you know, you need to do it. And having somebody remind you and say, Hey, like I'm doing this actually forces you to say, all right, like I'll go, I'll do it. Yes, sir. And uh, congrats, by the way, the only chart we're bearish on right now. Appreciate that, my man. Appreciate it. So, um, Owen, welcome back, sir. How's it going? Uh, pretty good. Slept like two hours last night. I got uh, lost in the sauce. Uh, somebody had sent me over some weird AI cypherpunk manifesto. So I ended up learning about osmosis and diving into this weird ecosystem. And then I looked up and it was six in the morning and was like, what the fuck happened? So here I am. Dude, I, I like the funny thing is, I think all of us on stage right now, maybe outside of Crow, you can just hear it in our voices. Everybody is a little bit more exhausted than normal this Friday. Crow, what about you, man? Did you manage to get some decent sleep? Yeah, I got some sauce in there right now. I had a cold all last week, so that finally broke. So I'm ready to fucking. There go. we go. Yeah, plus fucking yesterday. Uh... What, has anybody seen what 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 we do in the shadows? Hey, baby, what's uh what's the one vampire that nobody likes and won't? Yeah, what do they call him? The one that nobody. Yes, I know the name, but like, what kind of vampire? Yeah, a what? Yeah, arguing with Solana people yesterday on the timeline. Some of the motherfuckers are energy vampires dude <laughs> like <laughs> so wait wait what, what was this argument about rooster you've been on a full-blown solana tilt the past few weeks ever since those bags kind of cratered <laughs> yeah i mean you know uh my research is based on um what my heaviest bags are and that's how i'm able to tell what happens next and uh yeah no people just be saying out-of-pocket shit about like ETH and everything, and I'm not even trying, like, for entertainment, I'll say, like, I'm an ETH maxi, or I'll, like, play the maxi side of things, uh, just strictly for entertainment, uh, but I'm never, like, truly a maxi of anything, and some people just post out-of-pocket shit, and then, you know, I'll, I'll make, like, one little comment that has legitimate backing to it, and, oh, shit blows up, like, they're like, whoa, and then start, like, firing off five tweets at a time and then start sending it in their group chats and they're like, please come back me up. I look like a retard. And uh, yeah, it was just draining my energy yesterday. I just had to stop engaging. I was like, clearly you missed the plot. 
Uh, Brewster, I just got to tell you, feelings don't care about your facts, bro. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, yeah, so, so that was pretty funny. Actually, I did that for a couple hours while drinking my morning coffee. <laughs> Dude, I, I love that. Like, that's one of the things that I. I think happens generally whenever you start to get sideways chop or a little bit of down action in the market is a lot of that tension starts to surface a little bit more, right? Like regardless of where you are. Um, so I don't know, man, but I mean, no, I, I, I honestly think like, I only think there's tension if you're down bad. Like that's why you're mad is because you're down. Like if you're winning, you honestly don't really care what the other person has to say because uh, obviously you're doing something right, right? But if you're fucking huffing and puffing and, you know, smashing that keyboard, like, I, I, you have to be down. And then you're just, like, trying to revive your dead bags. Yeah, I checked dude's post history, dude, and it was just nonstop show. Like, the definition of being exit liquidity, it was, like, actually crazy. I was like, yeah, I'm not engaging in this anymore. So are you past it? Like, is it done? Uh, I mean, that conversation. But if anybody wants to, you know, come up and just, like, make a hot take, I'm down for that always. I'll play any side. Don't really care. I'll gladly play the mediator in that conversation as well. I've got no no bone to pick. Crow, what's up? I think I think Dog with Hat is going gonna, is gonna to out, outpace uh, Pepe. How do you like those apples? Bro, at this point, I think Hasaka said it best. Pepe really is just the freaking, you know, I don't know if he called it Zcash of meme coins. It just, like, it's not doing anything. And I I have a Pepe bag, and I think that Pepe bag is going to be flat forever. Um, my, my only meme coin that I have right now, a, a big bag of still is Pythos, no chill from the arena, which, Hey, every week in here we've shilled it and every single week it's gone higher. So, um, you know, do with that what you will. Thank you audience. No, I'm playing. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know who has like labeled Pepe Ethereum's meme coin. Like, I mean, it had that, there was like a Pepe season for a few Realistically, months. Realistically, it's Shib. Like, you think about it, Shib is more of, uh, of ETH's meme coin than uh, Pepe is. But Pepe is just kind of like the higher beta play, right? Because when you look at from market cap perspective, I think that's where you kind of get it. The meme coins that are on chain from a market cap perspective, Pepe is the second largest um, on ETH. Right. And I mean, heck, Mog had a big move up on ETH this past week. So shows that ETH meme coins aren't completely dead. Um, You've had a little bit of uh, price action on the L2s when you're talking about things like, you know, base, which I get that their tokenomics on that whole DGEN are a little bit skewed with a large float. Um, But yeah. You know, like still you have noticed a little bit of a resurgence on that side of things. But I think that's where it comes from. Right. Because, you know, I like I I just don't hear as much about SHIB on the timeline. Again, it pops up. But I feel like the Pepe activists are more vocal than SHIB. 
It's just more memeable. I think more people got wrecked on Shib 1 and 2. The Shibarium launch was just such a disaster. Like, I think how much ETH got locked in that bridge, like, permanently. I remember, like, Fubar and a bunch of people, like, just, like, absolutely dunking on them, being like, ooh, like, permanently locked ETH supply is bullish. But they locked, like, $6 million of liquidity in some bridge because the contract was bunk. Like that's I fucking turbo bullish. Well, yeah, right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, Shiv has been like flat for so long. I mean, do you guys think it has some sort of resurgence? Yeah, I, like here's my take on those. Right, I think Shiv will have a resurgence. I honestly think Pepe will eventually make a new all-time high. Um, whenever it breaks through it, it probably will send to a multi-bill market cap. Um, you know, but it's just, it's still not that season yet. And it's going to be incredibly boring until it is. Does Shiv ever have the same type of pull position as far as a risk reward perspective that it did back in the early days? No, I, I think it, the market cap that it's at right now, I would honestly rather buy Doge than Shiv. Um, I think Doge has a higher chance of actually continuing you know, X amount of multiples than SHIB really does because the narrative just is a little bit stronger for Doge. Um, but, you know, again, right now, I, I think it's just that that part of it. Like, as yeah, much you want to hear my hot take? Let's hear it. Meme coins aren't going to do shit for the next while. Like, probably not until Normie's comeback is going to be extremely PvP. Everybody that's in the market now has their attention captured by airdrop season. And I think there's going to be a lot more volume and a lot more attention on these airdrops. And people aren't going to be like, some may rotate into some memes and it'll paint, you know, that beautiful sharp peak up and then straight down. Um, but I, I really don't think there's going to be a lot of, a lot of action in memes probably for the better part of the summer, at least. I have, I agree with some of that, and I think it, it gets to where I, where, where I was going a minute ago. So where I was heading with that previous statement is that I think that we're still in that phase of the market as much as some people are like, oh, this is a bull market. Everything's been printing. Yeah, maybe the early stages of a bull market, right? I think like obviously I think the bottom is in. I think we're trending that direction. But in a real bull market, there's enough capital inflow that people are degening on all of these and you're just seeing, you know, there's, there's more than enough volume to support more than one or two meme coins on a chain, right? You're just seeing everything print multiples for the memes. You're seeing every, you know, like what happened with BNB during the pancake swap season in early 2021. Um, I think that's one good example of it, right? Like, think about it, Rooster. When you were just having all these memes print hundreds of millions of dollars of market caps that were just insane. Our bags uh, of cummies? Yeah. I mean, legit, though. Like, talking about Safe Moon and this and that and the other. We're not there right now. I do think that you will continue to see these one-offs that do well. But Every like the thing that people have to understand is a one off doing well doesn't mean that everything just in, inherently will do well with it. Right. We're not at that phase of the market yet. So that's where I differ with you, Rooster. I still think that there is enough room to see a few of these continue to run, but they're few and far between. 
right? It is just, it, it is not a rule of thumb that everything's printing right now. So yeah, this, I is, remember. this was like a lesson I learned uh, the hard way this last summer when like, I don't know who was saying it, but like always bet on the leader, like especially in liquidity scarce conditions where like there'd be shit happening on ETH and I'd, I'd try and like, I'd be like, Ooh, here's like some beta. I should bid this because the risk reward is better. And then like, it would not actually do a thing. And then when the leader tanked, it would tank turbo like, and like, you know, it's just like funny how that lesson sort of plays out time and time again. I, I guess, you know, I've never been through this sort of meme coin bull market mania. Maybe that's a strategy that works in different conditions, but I haven't seen it. Well, bro, that was my, my comment to Harrow the other day, he came on <laughs> to the arena and he posted he was like okay you know i saw no chill's been cooking lately so y'all shill me on some other alts on the avax ecosystem and i was just like more no chill because you you bet on the leader um you know where the volume is where everything else is is right now again it's the safest bet because betting on something that lags a little bit more again there's just this higher risk and it doesn't always perform to the same type of upside that you think might end up carrying forward with it right so you know in, in you know you talking about crow where you brought up the hot take with dog with hat i don't fully disagree with you right like dog with hat's a leader so you know it's safer to buy dog with hat <laughs> than it is something else that's a little bit smaller that you're like, Oh, that might be the next whatever thing on soul. So I think that we're, we're in a leader's market when it comes to that. Um, and eventually, you know, there'll be a time where betting on the higher beta, the higher risk, the whatever, you know, the lower thing is the better play, but we're just not there right now. Um, and it, it'll come, you know, it's almost encouraging that we're not there because you shouldn't have this FOMO, that you have to, you know, put all your chips on the table immediately. Just let things ride. Be patient. Let the right opportunities come to you. You'll be fine. Uh, Trading Joker, welcome back to the stage, man. It's been a minute. Hey, guys. How are we doing? So, yeah, you're right. It's been a while. The last time I've been in, in the Wonky Stonk uh, space, it was around when I bought a lot and it was the NFT market was declared dead, right? <laughs> uh, nothing. It wasn't that actually. So nice to see you guys again. I'm quite exhausted currently being back from Dubai. Um, but how were you doing? So what was happening in Dubai? Yeah. So, um, I think a few people here know about the, the project. So I've been there for plushies, the NFT project. Actually, um, I, when I joined Wonky Stonks, Wonky Stonks were like one of the first uh, NFT project. And I followed a lot of you guys. Uh, someone chilled the plushies and I got in. And since then I'm up, up like, I don't know, eight times, nine times, not sure on that. So it was pretty nice to, to buy them. And I got quite big there. You said you're up eight or nine times on what? On, on the plushies, uh, nice. on my investment. Man, that's crazy, right? Uh, it's been like it's since four months, five months. I'm up so much, so I'm quite a big whale from uh, since then. And yeah, so since I'm, uh, I got quite a wallet now, 
and I'm not the kind of NFT guy. Um, they invited me over to to Dubai um, as they had their event there. So I'm not here to to chill. I just wanted to talk about <laughs> meme coins. But yeah, that's uh, that's why I'm tired right now. It was quite an experience. I get it, man. Congrats on that. First off, pays to have conviction. Um, and love to see it. And like, I, I don't mind you talking about it all because I know there are a lot of stunk people that are connected and have some, um, investments with the plushies as well. So I enjoy hearing, you know, I'm not one of those guys that gets jealous when I hear other projects doing well. I, I, I think it's awesome. Um, you know, it sounds like they've done things the right way. So, um, more, more power to it. Yeah, definitely. So they're quite, or at least the community is quite well connected with uh, Pudgies and Kampai Pandas. So, but also with Wonky Stonks. And it's quite nice to see, of course, the general space to uh, benefit, but especially also like people here in here uh, who were also talking about the Plushies in the past. It's very nice that they were able to gain and are still part of the community. So for people who don't know, um, they had their event in Dubai with their big partner, Cast Studio, and actually they were able to book the helipad from the Burj Al Arab. So this is the the seven star hotel in in Dubai, which you probably know from the images. And they were displaying like a big, I'm not sure like how weight how uh, 200 kilogram gold cube on there and had like a drone show and invited some very influential people over there, Binance and uh, some people from the web too. And yeah, this will definitely open some doors for them for the near future. So quite nice to see that actually also, not just for the plushies, but generally that the NFT space is getting more and more influential all over, right? Like if you would have imagined that a few years back or even the bear market, which project were able to talk with big names, right? They were able to partner with uh, Lufthansa and BMW on the on this event. And it's quite nice that major brands are opening the doors to NFT projects. And I'm quite bullish for the general space, right? This year is going to be awesome for, I think, many NFT projects out there. Dude, that's one of the things, too, that I really want to try to look into for some of these future events is the easiest way to realistically host some of these big events isn't necessarily from, you know, like, especially when you have a project where, you know, the way royalties are right now, you're not making a lot in royalties on projects. You just, you really aren't, you're making enough to keep the lights on. And that's about it without minting something new continuously. Um, So, you know, in order to host some of these big events, you basically have to partner with certain brands and say, Hey, I want to plan this event, do X, Y, Z with it. Are you willing to put up, you know, we're looking for X sponsors. Here's, you know, the different tiers you can have. And, you know, you raise funds that way. And I think that, you know, if you have a well-respected project, it's something that easily can be done. Um, you know, if you put, because there are a lot of these companies out there that are just looking for money to spend, you know, ways to be able to do that. Um, I really think that it's one of those things though, you, you kind of have to basically reach a certain tier. And then once you reach X tier, it's like everything really opens the doors for you. I think honestly, with the way the stonks are going, you know, I like, 
I, I think when you hit that half ETH tier, there's just something about like that half ETH tier mentally for a lot of people to be able to associate with something. That's when a lot of different doors open up for you. Um, you know, so like it'll it'll happen um, whenever, <laughs> whatever the time's right with something like that. Um, and I think that that's something that definitely can be done down the road. So because like you said, you know, doing that, those type of stuff, like it just, it's a great way to be able to network, great way to be able to connect. Um, so lo- h- how long were you in Dubai for? So I came back today. <laughs> um, yeah. I was there. Yeah, I was there for a week. And the event was for four days. Um, <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. And, but <laughs> I was there and I don't know how often, but it rained two days. So usually I, d- I didn't know it, it rains in Dubai. So it did. <laughs> um, but we spent some nice time indoors. We we're able to um, meet different NFT holders. So it was also very nice for me to talk with other people from the NFT space. As I said, like I'm not usually the, the NFT guy. Um, and I have more like the trading view on, on NFTs, but it's actually very nice to network and to talk to with people. And um, that's why I'm also like, like the wonky stonks, you know, for now, of course, um, still the crypto is very early and kind of early on getting out of the bear market. But if you have a, like a fundamental core community, uh, which keeps pushing and spreading the news, they're very nice and if these guys are able also to connect in real life that's a whole nother thing you know so i i would encourage that to meet up with also you guys like if you're down just um send me a dm i've last weeks i've realized like how important it is to also meet in real life so i really encourage that yeah we're doing a yacht party <laughs> kaleo got us two yachts uh, <laughs> send me the invite right over still working on that um i I mean hey there like i might have a hookup still i'm still fishing that out a little bit we'll see (laughs) whether or not that plays out actually uh we like the guys i have a question for you um because it's that it's been a small topic of conversation in some of the group chats that i'm in um how do you feel about projects leaking like let's say like a current minting project slow mint um and then leaking like what the next 30 is coming up right so whether it be rares commons ultra rares one of ones they'll post like an announcement in the discord and be like hey here's the next 30 snipers have fun what what do you think about that um i don't like that personally um, I, I think that it's one of those things. I don't know of any projects that have done it, but, um, I think that it's fair to potentially give some information about what has been minted and maybe what's remaining, but to say that it's like, here's the order of it and you know, where you might land. I'm not a fan of, um, personally, but I mean, you, you gave me what is my gut reaction. I haven't had time to really think through this uh, super deep. So I'm curious to hear what, what your thought is. Personally, um, 
I don't mind it. I understand it's a whale game when when you do something like that, right? Like you're giving a higher advantage, you know, to people who are able to run, you know, clips of 20, clips of 30, clips of 50, right? <clears throat> but at the end of the day, I think it as a smaller account too, you can also benefit from it, right? Maybe, you know, some people don't know. And like some people don't know that they can snipe, right? And then they buy three commons and all of a sudden there's, and you're watching, there's two rares and you can buy two right off the bat, right? And you don't get stuck with floors. That I think that could be slightly beneficial. Also, depending on what the project does, I think might change whether it's good or not. Right. So the one the one I'm talking about in specific is uh, is the Seeded Network, right? Their mint is the beavers um, and but their nodes, right? The art is a bonus. What you're actually minting is a or is a node that accrues daily rewards. Right. And then each rarity type, kind of like pandas did with the with the body types, um, the rarer they go, the more you know, rewards they recruit daily, and then, you know, quicker that you're able to open up a production of yada, yada, yada. So it is more beneficial, you know, to be able to get rare ones, right? Or And it's a whale game at that at the end of the day, right? Like, even if you got two commons, it's not going to get you far unless you're, you know, you're ripping 10 or 20. That's when you really start getting into, you know, a productive, efficient node, right? So, I don't know. I, I, I'm 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 kind of impartial. Some people I've heard they will not they won't touch the project at all if they if they leak their metadata. My thing is is it's not really about like rarities as far as the art itself, but more about you know the daily accrual, and that's going to be a whale game regardless. Um, so I don't think it matters in that specific case. That's my personal opinion. I mean. Uh, the only way, the only reason why I could really think of for somebody doing that is because they're struggling to mint out in the first place, right? And they're trying to incentivize some type of traction as far as volume. But I think that's a double-edged sword, right? Because maybe it attracts some initial volume, but then for the people after that, what is the real incentive, right? Is it just saying, okay, well, here's more volume that's come on here for the mints, so because there's been more volume, let's go ahead and do it. Um, because I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, I guess it's not the worst thing in the world. It's just not necessarily something, a strategy that I think I would take. Yeah. Fun fact, it accidentally happened, uh, happened to pandas. Obviously bags didn't expect as slow um, of a mint that happened. And when they did release the metadata, it ended up releasing the metadata for the entire collection um, across all the chains. <laughs> so it ac it accidentally happened to pandas, and then that's how a bunch of you know the early whales were clipping like a hundred pandas at a time uh, to get a one of one. But then at the end of the day, most of them still have ninety percent of their bag, and you know there's cross pollination between um, pandas and seed uh, and network as well you know they acquired rainy studios um but <clears throat> yeah i i don't think it's i don't think it makes 
too much of of a difference. I just think it gives people who are early a better opportunity, maybe. Oh, I mean, that's a fair take. Um, you know, one of the things I'll say toward that too, which I guess that you're going to run into this with most projects regardless. I think the stonks were fortunate in just the way the Freemint worked with my reach being able, you know, to get a really high initial distribution. Um, you know, you look at pandas, I think one of the things that they struggled with for a little bit was their unique ownership, um, where it was, I think down in the, like the mid twenties for a really long time, but as it's expanded, you know, I think you've seen some healthy growth where, you know, like, and I think that that can be overcome with expansion. Sometimes you do luck out. It all just depends on who those whales are, right? Like, having a low unique ownership percentage in a sense can sometimes be a good thing if you have the right people that have the bigger bags, right? So it's not always a bad thing from the outside looking in, it is a higher risk threshold. But I mean, you like even looking at it right now, the fact that they're up to 34% from 25%. I mean, that's a lot of distribution that's happened over the course of the past several months. Um, so it definitely can happen. It can work out, but I've also seen it to where you have that super lower unique ownership percentage that has been a death nail for a lot of projects in the long run, right? Because they've got somebody in there. If that one person gets tired of the collection, then it's like, okay, pretty difficult to overcome that. Right. Yeah. Um, that's one of like, the weakest links, I guess, in the the decentralization and the open market is you can't you can't control who ends up buying into your project at all, right? Or who ends up repping your NFT. Like if someone really wanted to, you know, try and crucify somebody, they could just start repping the NFT and start saying outlandish shit on the internet. Um, and, you know, associating a bad name to it. And, and there's not, like, you can call it out, right? You'd be like, he might but not you can't reclaim it. it. Yeah, you, you can't, like, force the NFT out of his hands unless if you, like, get him to click a phishing link somehow, right? So that, that's one of, like, the weakest links. Same thing with, you know, coins or, you know, anything. Uh, whale positions is yeah you just might be so unfortunate to get omega g you know that got in early enough on your project to where like if you don't massage his feet uh you might be donezos hey bros i'm sorry i gotta hop off onto a call but thanks for having me in here you're fine man um no worries thanks for coming up happy friday uh, let's kick it over to Metaverse Kid. Been a minute since we've had you up on stage, my man. How's it going? Hey, what's going on, boys? Uh, it's been a long time coming. Um, all I got to say first off is if you don't have a fucking wonky stonk, go out there, sweep the floors right now because, you know, one ETH is going to happen. But Kaleo, funny enough, dude, um, I think the first time I discovered you was, I think, like in 2020. Um, I was like searching like Tron and TRX because um, that was like my biggest win in 2017. But you just were like killing with the charts there. And that's probably 2021 then if it was Tron. <laughs> yeah, probably 2021. Um, but yeah, man, I, I've been a big fan for a while. 
Um, and all I got to say is, you know, Kaleo's the best hooper in Web3. Well, bro, I, I remember I've had you up on uh, a space speaking before. I know I have. I just forget when. Um, at least I'm pretty sure. Like, you have been up on a stage speaking before. Yeah, the, right? he, he's had the show, dude. This is, We got four out of five speakers uh, above show up here right now. That's true. Um, it's pretty impressive. Um, but yo, quick question, Kaleo. Um, my question for you, man, is uh, when do you actually think the next NFT bull run is gonna happen? And um, if if that does happen, what what do you think is gonna be like the catalyst to essentially like ignite that and make it happen? Do you think it's gonna be like blasts or like airdrops? I guess how do you think that's going? I think it's slowly, slowly, slowly started, right? And here's my perspective on that. We've seen right now, I mean, the cream is slowly rising to the top. You look at charts of a lot of these different collections and you're seeing some strength, some outliers, some people that are starting to run a little bit, but you haven't really seen that parabolic ascension yet. Um, you know, you've seen it a little bit with pudgies, but like realistically is 20 ETH parabolic ascension? No, it's not, you know, like they're going to go way higher. Um, and when I look at what really, really, really started it in 2021, you know, you have a few big, big player events that bring people in and introduce it where you had people that were playing around with um, Top Shot, obviously, where people got introduced. They played or like, you know, actually the first big mint that I can remember in 2021, but this was like a brand new idea at the time. It actually might've been late 2020 was the, um, why am I blanking on their name? It's not hash punks. Is it like, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, I'm blanking hash something. Mask. So, yeah. Hash masks. So all, all of CT all of a sudden one day was like, okay, let's mint these hash masks. So they all did it. And NFT Twitter wasn't even a thing at that point in time. You know, punks were still a little bit irrelevant as far as making waves on the timeline but i remember all of the old ct did that and then eventually started rotating to these higher you know big names where punks started to pick up a little bit nba top shot brought a lot of new people in even if it wasn't on eth right like people were getting accustomed to the idea of playing with nfts and then in 2020 you know that summer you started to have different art blocks collections that were doing well. And you also had apes that were slowly picking up, right? And where things really accelerated, I feel like, was around that August timeframe where apes really started going crazy. And then you started seeing a few side collections like pudgies that were doing well. Um, you know, so again, it, it, it was a progression throughout the year to get to that point. There was bullishness. And you saw different events that kind of built up on top of each other. And eventually you just reach this critical mass threshold where things just take off and they start running. And I think that we're still, you know, at least several months away from that. We're going to have multiple events, but, you know, the blur, blast, unlock, whatever. Yeah. Will that provide a little bit? Will that be a stepping stone along the way? Yes. Do I think it's going to be this immediate unlock and everybody's going to be so confident in the NFT space they put 100% of that toward NFTs and it just sends everything? No. 
Um, but a little bit of that trickles in and that's what it takes. It takes a little bit trickling in here and there and here and there before enough broader confidence happens. And you start to see that, you know, crazy acceleration, man, even if we get 30% of 1.6 billion, uh, immediately injected into the NFT market, it's going to paint some pretty green candles. Uh, I don't even think it'll be 30%. If I'm being honest, I don't think it will. Like people just, you know, they rarely put their money where their mouth is on that, that level. Yeah. Um, honestly, I think, uh, 10% uh, at like 10% might be more realistic, which, Hey, I mean, again, if it is like you look at the, the, the wonky stonks right now, dude, we're one ape away from doubling in price again. I mean, (laughs) like it doesn't take much. Right. It really doesn't take much to move these collections. And um, so, again, whenever there's inflow to the market, I feel like you'll know. And it's just about right now until that happens, like positioning yourself well for that moment. Um, but yeah, are we going higher or are, we, are you feeling local toppy? I mean, higher. <laughs> like. Like, I, I, I really, you know, I, I think the market in general is higher. But, you know, if you're talking about the stonks, maybe I'm biased. But Oh, no, I, not not the stonks. Uh, in that sense, I'm in Bitcoin. Um, I mean, Bitcoin still, like, you know, could it be a little mini local top? I don't know. But I, I think we're going higher still. Did somebody just, what just happened? I just saw on Blur, like, three stonks. Did, did somebody get hacked? I hope not. Oh, well, we'll see. Um, Let me do my on-chain investigation. I saw three stonks sell for zero. They were bought for zero. Usually when I see something bought for zero, I'm like, yeah. You know, uh, someone transferring to another wallet. Hopefully so. And there's more. Oh, no, they were sent again to a different wallet. Um, but anyway, yeah, so, you know, I think, I think the market's trending higher one way or the other. If it's a mini local top, it is what it is, right? Like the having is kind of all, all the major bullish catalysts for this year are still coming. The fact we're at 52 K before the having is insane in and of itself. Like we, we're, we're going so much higher this year across the board. Everything is, we are. Nobody is ready for how bullish this market is going to be over the next couple of years. Yeah, I wanted to ask about that because, um, Kalu, I remember your cycles chart, which you, since 2019 or 2020, right? You were posting about the four-year cycle um, Bitcoin following. And something I've been watching since last year, but especially coming more true right now, is somehow everything is moving way fast, faster, right? Just like appreciate we're at 52K before halving. It's something crazy, which before wasn't that strong, right? Before we price was always like, yeah, struggling and then having like some dips around halving and then after that starting to rally, somehow we are experiencing that before, right? So one theory, one scenario I was watching at was might it be that we are like moving somehow faster this time around like approximately six months so that things could already start heating up and going 
Um, what's your view on that? Like, am, are we moving faster this time? It feels like it. Yes. Like, in my opinion, we are. It really does feel like the broader, like, everything is moving faster than it was back in 2020. So I think so. So uh, update on the hacker. Um, it was... Like they burned it. It was the same one that got Wonka. Uh, <laughs> I don't uh, I don't think it... I don't think it is Wonka stonks. I think those have already been done with. <laughs> but but it was the same dude that got Wonka. Dude, correct me if I'm wrong on here. I'm looking at it. The stonks that were sent out are owned by Ox. All zeros across the board. That's a burn address, right? There's a seven thrown in there somewhere. Here, let me go on that. Uh, no, it's associated with the phishing scam. No, it's just four zeros to start with, and then ends with four zeros. Oh, gotcha. I didn't see. I, I didn't open it up on chain yet. Yeah, it's a phishing. Um, yep, fake phishing, whatever. Yeah, I didn't, I, I, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, somebody got fished for a few stonks. RIP. Luckily, it was only three. So It's a cube, <laughs> dude. Hey, with the Ichi in it. I know. I saw that. Like, RIP, it sucks. But I've seen worse. Again, yeah. just a reminder to be careful out there, ladies mm. and gents. Stop signing shit. Yeah, definitely stop signing shit. Um, I, I forget. What was exactly... What did, what did Wonka do to get his taken? He... Um, it was when the frame... XYZ airdrop thing came out. He ended up clicking on one of the lookalike links that are posted right under in the comments. Yeah, he was like, what's funny is I'm the one who sent, I, I sent the original tweet. He did not click the original tweet's link. He clicks uh, the sca a scam link below. And then he tags in our Discord. He's like, Rooster, fuck you. You sent me a phishing link. And I was like, no fucking way. That means all my shit's gone too. I had a heart attack. And I was like, uh, so I went and looked at my wallet. And I was like, um, all my stuff is fine. What did you click? Because we did not click on the same links. Bro, I mean, I'm telling you, I almost had a, a mini heart attack again the other day. It wasn't a phishing thing. You know how I was a dumbass and I sent like a tip of 20 something million no chill to somebody when I meant to do 20 something thousand. Don't even ask me how I did that. They were thankfully a G and they sent it back. Um, so I, I, I was on the timeline on the arena and like I, somebody posted that I, like had fat fingered something again. And I was like, Oh my goodness. Did I actually, as I was sending out tip fat finger something again? And I did not, they were just saying it because I was like sending a bunch of people a hundred bucks. Um, so <laughs> because I was like, dude, at this point, if I did the same mistake, let's see what that same valuation would be today. Because like, had I sent out those 22 million, 500,000 today, that'd be $50,000 now. I would have, like, that fingered. That would have pissed me yeah. off. You might not have heard from him at the $50,000 mark. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Thankfully, that happened while it was still worth ten thousand. Now, granted, I still sent him. Let's see, the tip that I sent him was still is still worth like, let's see, a thousand bucks now. So, and yeah, he still got a grand out of it. So, nice guy. And I, you know, especially considering the fact that I meant meant to send him ten bucks. So, so you're saying. You send me ten thousand. I send you back nine thousand. I mean, like he sent the full bag back. I just tipped him, so he was a nice enough guy. I even told him I was like, "Hey, keep some on this. Keep X amount." And I said, "Keep two hundred and fifty thousand of that twenty-two and a half million, um, and that's ten X what I meant to send you." And then he just sent me the full thing back. So then I sent him basically half a, half a mil back, double what I was going to, because he was nice enough to just send the full thing. So double again. So, I mean, you know, I, Infinite the point being, I, I, I was a little bit more stressed when I was like, shoot, did I just send out 50 grand? <laughs> um, but that was the only time that I could like, that I've really done any type of fat finger or anything like that. Uh, so thankfully never have, never have clicked on a bad link. I am uber cautious when it comes to any links. Like I, I refuse to open most links from any sites without doing double quadruple checking. You know, I like a lot of the times if it's a new link, I will open it on a browser that is not the browser that I have my MetaMask on. <laughs> like I'll just copy and paste it in there, make sure it's legit, and then go back. And do, like I, I, I have all these random checks that I do. The uh, <clears throat> the guy that got fished has thirty six Ponzi NFTs. Remember those? Oh, I I remember when <laughs> I remember those, man. I remember literally saying this is a Ponzi, and everybody was like, yeah. It's a Ponzi. That's why we're buying it because it's a Ponzi because other people are going to get like, I'm not going to be the bet. You know, other people are, I'm going to dump on others. Others won't dump on me. And I'm like, that's one that I just can't, I can't really go with. So, uh, but yeah, you know, that was his last activity. I looked on there also. So he hadn't done anything on there for months. You know, like again, the last thing was, I, I'm kind of shocked that he was dealing with the Ponzi's in May. I didn't know anything was happening with the Well, I guess they weren't worth much in May. Um, but yeah. Oh, is... they had feet pigs too. This is a connoisseur. They had feet pigs too. Oh, dude, uh, that one, RIP. I'll never forgive myself for so many mistakes and lessons from that, that whole escapade. Like, I... I, I, I effed up, just simply put. <laughs> um, but, you know, you live and you learn. That That's probably the one thing, like the one collection that I purchased and even talked about it, because I thought it was funny. I, I, I still kind of like it's still kind of funny. But looking back, that was the dumbest thing that I've ever talked about on my Twitter account ever. So lesson learned. <laughs> Yeah, but those was, uh... actually did. Those actually, Rooster, believe it or not, 
after that whole escapade, they had a resurface where they ended up going back to new highs a few months after that because they had the feet token that came out. I didn't have any of my feet picks left, but that (laughs) was one thing that made me feel a little bit better. I'm like, okay, people had more than enough opportunity to be able to get out of these bags at a decent place. Well, after what happened with that. Yeah, the that was a that was a funny time. I was I remember telling people they're like, "Why don't you ever come to work?" I was like, "I'm selling pee pigs, dude." Yeah, but I mean, hey, talking about what an NFT bull market feels like, that January was a little mini, mini, mini taste of it. We still haven't really seen that yet across the board, right? So. You know, but I I think what we've had right now is just healthier growth because even look at it right now with like where stonks are relative to where the market is now versus then. We haven't had that massive up ramp where everybody's bidding every single collection. And, you know, stonks have just steadily been grinding higher. Dude, right? It's two PA per one stonk. Wait, no way. Yeah. Man, that's tough. That was a. I still have the one I minted. <laughs> Dang, and I I don't want to sit here and hate on the PA community again. Like, I I brought that up as an example the other night. That's tough. Where I think it was good intentions with what they did with a lot of this stuff, but just over ambitious with how much supply they introduced. Like one of those cautionary tales of being very careful with how much supply you introduce because now in a, in able to re basically rebirth that project, you have to rebirth all of these collections to a certain extent, you know, like it's tough to just do one part of it. Especially with that massive bag holding just like over the head. That's, that's a barrier that probably won't ever get broken through again. Um, Unless if there's some massive, massive influx of liquidity, right? Like, I, I don't know, you know, I, w- I was super supportive, you know, from, from the beginning. Uh, it was, yeah, they were super ambitious. A lot of the things that said was going to happen didn't happen and more and more pivots. Then I definitely lost confidence, but I was like, you know what, I'll just hold through thing massive round trip i think one full set of uh of pa men at one time was like twenty five thousand dollars um and now it's like probably 400 maybe dollars yeah massive round trip they they fumbled so many things like i i mean we flipped above goblin town um you know again there there are a lot of different collections that like i mean hey just by again slowly chopping up i mean you look at mfers mfers are 0.47 and they've slowly like there are a lot of these collections that what makes it really difficult is when you have previously achieved such a high floor price and you had such high hype to recreate the magic that you had at the top it's tough because people's bags are down you know pretty tremendously from the top so it's very difficult 
you know, to like, that's why dead cat bounces happen because they're like, Oh, maybe this will pop back up. But the issue is you've already lost so much of the core community because they're already so depressed about how down these bags are that a lot of them are just using those dead cat bounces for exit liquidity more than anything else, because the real vibes within the project have died off. And that's why I love the fact that the stonks never really, you know, mooned at any point necessarily is because I feel like the vibes here are as good as they were a year ago, as good as that, like as good as they've ever been to be honest. Right. And I think that's something incredibly. Yeah. What generates the difficult. best vibes is new all time highs. Like that's, if you can just slowly paint like, you know, higher and higher and higher, that keeps the community happiest, the longest rather than the quickest run up. Right. Like, like, let's say you're holding, you know, stonks runs up to 10 ETH in a matter of a week, but then drops back in you know, a couple of days and you didn't sell anything. Right. It, it may be higher than it was a week ago. But if you didn't sell that Pico top right there, you're not. RIP, guys. Space is going to be rugged in a second, I think. Oh, Unless Lord. Cool down my uh, my other phone. It, apparently, it overheated while it was charging. There's a temperature warning at the minute. Expect a rug any second. I'm going to run and put this thing in the freezer. You can talk until then, but I'll see you maybe in a minute. <clears throat> no, it always gets rugged um, when this happens. Stay tuned for the revamp. There will be a re-ramp if this does. Putting in the freezer right now. All right, I'll actually actually be taking bets uh, if we get rugged or not. I'll give you. Uh, okay, it is wrapped by ice pack. We're just praying at this point. Will it come back? No, it is still dead as a doornail on that temperature i can't believe it's still alive right now as far as the space this is pretty impressive that's that's exactly what we said and then immediately last time it cut so well it took me a little bit longer to identify it last time but i did see that this was having connection issues and i just immediately ran down oh it's back i think it's back will it will it survive long enough 